Welcome to the 4Fanboys Podcast, where we talk about movies, video games, and all other types of media. I'm Nick. I'm Joshua. I'm Kyle. And I'm Zach. Today we are going to be doing another episode about anime. Yay. And anime-adjacent properties. And why Kyle should watch more of it. Well... Uh, no. So, 2022 was a pretty good year for anime. We got a lot of, lot of good stuff. A lot of stuff that was highly anticipated. Uh, one of the most anticipated anime probably of all time, Chainsaw Man. Chainsaw Ooh. Man. That was uh, pretty good. I'm going to be honest, I've still only watched like two episodes of it. Haven't had a lot of time. That's going to be my excuse on a lot of this stuff. I watched three or four episodes so far, and it's really good so far. I, I enjoyed it. My favorite part was when he shouted, it's chainsaw time, and then he chainsawed all over those guys. Yeah, Definitely. no, that was that was like episode one, man. <laughs> yeah. That was episode one. That literally was episode one. <laughs> and then Power, when, uh, what does Power do in episode two again? Or she three? powered all over the place. No, besides that, uh, she... She uses like a big hammer or something, something. and just yeah, that's she turns her blood into weapons. Oh yeah, I only ever see the hammer though. That's she likes using a hammer, I guess. To be fair, I've seen two episodes, and, and she likes cats. Everything else I've seen is like just anime figures. Have you seen? Oh, since you only saw the first two episodes, I don't know if you met Kobeni yet. Is her name? Co- I think it's. I don't know. I don't pronounce Kobeni? it. I don't know. Kobeni I don't know. I know like four characters. To be honest, the There's characters like, I know, I don't really know their names. It was like Denji, uh, Aki, Makima. Makima, and Power, and that's that's all I know, really. Uh, well, fun fact about the opening: it has tons of like Hollywood movie like uh, uh, references. Yeah, I mean, the Mother's Basement on YouTube. I think he he did a What's in an OP on that one. That's like a series he does where he analyzes the openings and kind of shows where they got the inspiration for different things. I think he's the one. I, I know I definitely saw an analysis There's of the like opening. I didn't watch it. I didn't want to spoil analysis. myself. I don't want them to be like, oh, yes, this right here is a, a call to chapter 50 in the manga where this happens or something. I, I wanted to avoid it getting spoiled, so yeah. I haven't watched the analysis. But you, There's like tons of videos you could just watch that are just like, here's all movie references. Aren't the movie references also in the uh, story, too, not just the opening? There might be, but I know references, they just straight up take like scenes from like movies and stuff and just put, quickly put them in the opening yeah just watch a video of like of the, someone uh, else more knowledgeable than us doing it yeah. the talking Akira about it. motorcycle slide and other media yeah. they it's used like hundreds of times yeah, yeah. it's also, a pretty good slide though uh, also in the opening are they fighting the donut devil it kind of looks like a donut you know that thing they're fighting with the chains oh i don't i don't quite remember to be honest oh uh the golden ball that power hits with her hammer that's a reference to fight club because in fight club there's like a giant golden ball that went loose and started like rolling around dang fight club was a good movie and they uh, when are we getting the fight club anime soon i'm but sure if you not. think hard enough you can probably find an anime that's basically fight club <laughs> but if they ever make a fight club anime we can't talk about it on the podcast because you're not allowed to talk about fight club Oh, man. oh, and we broke we broke the first two rules. Oof. Oh, no. Yeah. All right, so another one that a lot of people were looking forward to, Spy X Family. Well, you don't pronounce the X, apparently, no. but I'm I'm too used to it, so I keep saying it. Yes, yeah, Spy, Spy family. family. Yeah. It was pretty good. Well, first part of season one was great. First part of uh, uh, second part of season one was all right. I mean, it was fine. 
I got it. It was just not as good. More of the manga. I'm caught up to the manga. It's slowly updated, and sometimes when it is update, it'll be like a point five chapter where it's just like a few drawings from like the author. I think the author basically just does whatever they want. Oh, fun fact: you know the author doesn't really think too highly of Spy Family. Like he said, he doesn't like drawing that kind. He doesn't like making that kind of stuff, but he does because that's what brings in like the audience or whatever. Oh, well, really he did. Sad. Yeah, like his first series was like a. Uh, I think like a fantasy, more like a little more uh, fighting in it and and stuff like that. And he uses the same character design as Anya, but it said like that character was older, but it's like a very similar character design. I think. Uh, I wonder if you watched the video that I I saw like the thumbnail for it and stuff where it was saying, "Oh, the author of Spy Family hates Anya or something." No, he doesn't hate it. He just isn't as connected well, to it. Yeah, it's it's kind of clickbait. clickbait. Yeah. 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 Uh, but the idea being big. that that's not necessarily what he wants to write exactly, but it's his fault for making something that everybody loves. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, I mean, he, you know, he Failing wrote something because he thought people would like it, and they did. Also, just a little pro tip for anybody who wants to be more creative. If you hate what you're making, no, everyone is going to hate it too. Like, Unless it's Vegeta, then yep. everyone will love Vegeta. Oh, yeah. Unless it's Vegeta. I think he hated Vegeta at first, and then now it's like his favorite character, or um, how did that happen? He didn't um, meant for Vegeta to become a main character, but the character ended up being so popular, he made him the main character. There was something like that, yeah. yeah. And I don't think he thought Dragon Ball was going to be as popular as it was. He actually prefers like, Dr. Slump, the manga he made before Dragon Ball. Yeah, I think he prefers comedy over like fighting stuff. Well, yeah, the... What I've seen of the original Dragon Ball, I actually liked more than Dragon Ball Z. Uh, like, Dragon Ball Z just felt too padded out for time. You mean you don't like grown men shouting at the top of their lungs? And it's such a departure from what the original series was. It, it, it's you really mean Dragon weird. Ball was like a raunchy humor adventure that turned Fantasy. into... Like a sci-fi action show, battle show yeah. name. Yeah. Well, it was still sci-fi. The capsules were lower introduced in chapter one. It was one, much more focused on it fantasy. Was, yeah, yeah, the capsules were there, and Bulma would explain them as science. But to the naive young little Goku, everything was magic. Yeah, and I. You were kind of viewing everything through his lens. And also, there was a lot more animal people. But then Dragon Ball Z, and now it's just actual people. Yeah, there's no animal people. Even in Dragon Ball Super, like uh, they have a. In the manga, there's a scene where, like, Goten and Trunks, like, go to school, and it's all, like, regular people. There's no, like, animal people. What happened to the animal people? Did Goku eat them all? Um, I really hope not. I know they were in, uh, the Legacy of Goku 1 and 2 for the GBA, Game Boy Advance games. That's it. They're on the Game Boy Advance games. Maybe they were just too difficult to draw. So, now, the interesting thing... Fun. I oh. Wonder if Dragon Ball went to more fighting because you remember the very second arc was them training for the World Martial Arts tournament. Maybe that was just so popular he just went in that direction. That's what happens. Gag manga uh, moves on to battle manga because battle manga is more popular. Oh, you know what I can't believe though that has been what like five years now since Dragon Ball Super the anime like ended. Yeah, because like it just. It feels like it hasn't even been that long since it started to me. Yeah. I mean, and it, it ended that long ago. It didn't really end that long ago, though, because they've had the regular movie releases every couple of years that are canon to the series. And I feel like the Ultra Instinct meme wasn't even a big thing until a couple of years ago. Yeah. Also, That's, anyway, uh, speaking of hard to draw in Dragon Ball, uh, 
two things happened because it was too hard to draw something. In the world martial arts, there's like decorations on the wall and the assistants complained about having to draw it. So in a fight, they had Goku break it. And uh, the reason why Super Saiyan's a thing is because everyone has long black hair. So they switched it to blonde so they didn't have to like fill in the hair. That's really smart, actually. Yeah. Also, I believe Octoram did say the reason why he has a lot of transformations because it's a very easy visual way to communicate to the audience that Goku has gotten stronger. Like, if he didn't need them, it would just been that Goku trained enough and was able to overcome the enemies. But the transformation is kind of representation of that. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. And it sells to people and to kids, and you can sell toys and stuff. Yeah, because it looks really cool. Yeah. His hair got longer. He's more powerful. He's gone even further beyond. Although I don't understand why Super Saiyan 1, he gets blonde hair. Super Saiyan 2, he gets blonde hair and lightning. And then Super Saiyan 3, it's just back to long blonde hair. There's no, no lightning eyebrows. anymore. Oh, and no eyebrows. I forgot about that. Like, where'd the lightning go? In the hair. I find interesting, though, how Super Saiyan 2 barely looks different from 1. But every other transformation is very distinct. Super Saiyan 2 is probably going to just be an extension of 1, and that's why it didn't look that much different. You think originally it wasn't even supposed to be a new transformation, but just a more powerful version of the first version? Probably. Or maybe he planned to have more stages of the, of Super Saiyan, so it would be more gradual. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, Goku has like a million transformations. He they does. just only numbered it up through 4? Um, uh, Kaioken... Kaioken times whatever. There's Super Saiyan. Ton- there's like three Super Saiyans. And false Super Saiyan. Yes. And four s- fourth Super Saiyan from GT. And there's the ones where they're Super Saiyan 1, but they can do it indefinitely instead of it taking their energy. There's Super Saiyan 1 where they get a little buffer. There's Super Saiyan 1 where they get a lot buffer. Uh, what else are we missing? Uh, Ultra Instinct, of course. Of course. All the... There's red, there's blue, Ultra Instinct. Do you mind if I say it another? There, in some of the recent Super Chapters, there's a new transformation. Mind if I say it? The one for Vegeta? Yeah. Josh, do you mind if I say it? I, I don't mind. If it's Ultra that, Ego. Uh, okay. And also Super Saiyan Blue Evolution. Yes. <laughs> it gets both of them, and neither of them compare to Ultra Instinct, unfortunately. Yeah. Sorry, Vegeta fans. <laughs> yeah, like they, they just kept going with weird things. Sort of like alternative transformations instead of continuing the numbering system. Yeah. Oh, and don't forget uh, to get Super Saiyan level f- uh, to get Super Saiyan four. I think you have to go Great Ape and be Super Saiyan while Great Ape or something. Just something like that. I forget. You at least need to harness the blood waves while also undergoing a Super Saiyan transformation. Wasn't it because and it's also slightly magic based. Which is why when Goku does it, he turns into an adult. Because that's the only time in his life where he's able to handle that much energy in his body. So he can't do it as a kid. So when he does it, it transforms him into an adult. Also, his shirt disappears. It doesn't get destroyed. It disappears. Because he gets it back after he transforms back to his base form. Yeah. It looks really cool, though. Yeah. So I, I give it a pass. I would say Super Fame 4 does look cool. But it looks a bit too much. Like... I don't know, I feel like they didn't need, like, a lot of the stuff with it. Like, I mean, it was just supposed to be a combination of Super Saiyan and Great Ape, but they leaned a lot more into the Great Ape than the Super Saiyan aspects. They also get really thick body hair, like, thicker yeah, than great hair. It's fur. At yeah, that it's point. fur. They yeah. do turn into a big monkey. It's Monkeys have hair. 
that turn into a buff humanoid and monkey. They get and the fur is red for some reason. Wasn't it like pink? Or I think it was more of a red. It's more of a I, red. I but feel it's... like Goku was red, but wasn't Vegeta pink? No, Vegeta just wore a pink button-up shirt. Oh, okay. That's Close it. enough. What did it say on the back? A bad man or something? Bad man, I think, <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure it was supposed to say something else, though. That also starts with bad. Oh, by the way, speaking of Dragon Ball, did anybody know actually, after Super ended, they they start a new Dragon Ball anime that didn't make it over to the West? Dragon Ball Heroes. Yeah, it's like completely non-canon. It's more like a bunch of what-ifs. Well, it's multiverse. Not, it's multiverse, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's based off of the same thing that the Dragon Ball Heroes, Dragon Ball Super Heroes, Dragon Ball Xenoverse, all those, like the time travel and the multiverse and the alternate characters. It's pretty cool. Like, it yeah. sounds really fun. Also, Yamcha gets a girlfriend. Why? An alien girlfriend. Good for him. Uh, and the scene's actually kind of interesting. Originally, she was a bad guy, so Hit was going to kill her. But she was defenseless, so he was probably like, no, Hit spare. It's like, oh, no, he, she's the enemy. If you're with the enemy, then you're my enemy, too. And then he kills Yamcha. <laughs> Classic. I don't think so, but I imagine that's how it probably turns out with Yamcha. That should have turned out, but I don't think it I does. Just, I wish Yamcha didn't get Yamcha, you know? If he, like, stayed strong and kept up the training... So if he could at least keep up with Tien and Krillin, it would have been a lot more of enjoyable. The whole point of his character was to show how powerful and evil the bad guy was. Yeah. It was like, oh, look, this power, look, this guy Yamcha, who was able to stamp Goku in his weakest form while Goku was disoriented with hunger. So it means if anybody beats him, they're actually, like, really powerful and can stamp Goku, but not really. There's Tien. Yeah, the, broke the his trope leg. is uh, jobbing, Yeah, I think they so, call it. Yeah, it is. Although, I would just like to point out that Yamcha beat a Cyberman with no issue. Sure, after he beat it and then grabbed him and self-destructed, which was enough to take out Yamcha. But each Cyberman was said to be as strong as Raditz, right? Yeah. And Yamcha beat the Cyberman with no effort at all whatsoever. So did Krillin, and he killed like three of them. Like that the means time. that Yamcha is stronger than Raditz. So and why is Raditz not the punching bag of the Dragon because Ball world? Because Raditz died and then never came back. Which was really odd. He was just an off villain. Yeah. Like he was Goku's awesome. brother. Yeah. And like now Bardock is getting pretty big since what he was like in the Jacko manga, the movie. He might have been in another movie maybe. He was in he a had to spin off the Bardock special. Yeah. Yeah. And it gets really sad when you uh read the Jacko manga and the new Bardock movie or whatever. Or whatever it was. Or not the Bardock movie, the Broly movie, sorry. I don't know. You know who my favorite anime character with a cool brother is who uh mob from mob psycho 100 can he beat goku though um uh, 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 probably not i don't know uh -huh. though he uh just walking like not putting out any effort just kind of walking through the city was spoiler. able to like destroy the whole city spoiler eh it's a spoiler but it's not a spoiler I won't go into any more detail besides that, but like, okay, Mob's got feats of strength. Yes, okay, he might well, be able to beat Goku, but Goku <laughs> has hands of strength. Goku's pretty far ahead in terms of feats of strength, I think. Uh, but yes. we're not here to discuss Feet. Goku versus other anime characters. <laughs> we're here to talk about Mob Psycho season three. It was so good. It really was. I never saw it. Shame. I saw the first two seasons. Shame. And this is why I'm saying that Special. Kyle needs to watch more anime because I'll get to it eventually. 
My only complaint with Mob Psycho Season 3 is that it's the last season. Aww. That's what I was talking about when I said that the last five minutes are the worst because it's a wrap-up. I want more. I know there's no more in the manga. The story was packaged up well. All the characters are going exactly where they need to go. But I want more. And and weren't Mob Psycho 100 and One Punch Man, were they going on the same time or did one come after the other? Because I know One Punch Man is still ongoing. I think they were being written simultaneously. I, I feel like One Punch Man might have been started first even. But was it's supposed to be going on a lot they longer. did both start as webcomics, though, right? Yeah. Yes. Not mangas. Again, by, the, by uh, one who's uh, terrible at art, but great at story. Absolutely amazing at storytelling. Yes. Yeah, and that's why one plus uh, Murata is an excellent team for the manga, because good story, amazing art. Yes. The manga is excellent, and hopefully if they continue making One Punch Man the anime... They will do it justice because the next arc, the garden, it's, it, it's kind of did they an move? extremely long, drawn out yeah. battle now, almost. Did, did they move past the monster association yet or no? Uh, last I, I haven't read it in a few months, but last I knew they were still on like the giant. Well, I guess they're almost, they're kind of past that. I guess. It's it's still it feels like one big, like, because everything event. does lead into the other without any like gap to a different story. So the monster association happens, then stuff with Garo happens, then other stuff with Garo happens, and it's all the same one story, even though it technically could also be different arcs. Well, yeah, like it's a continuous battle. The characters don't go home and rest up. They are in the thick of it for yeah. this entire time. And in the manga, it has been. It, very, very long. It feels I wonder like how they're going to translate okay. that to anime. Yeah, it feels like an ending arc because lots of times where it's like, oh, here's this organization that is just powerful and the evil version of our organization. We're going to spend like hundreds and hundreds of chapters uh, in fighting them. That feels like an ending. Except I'm pretty sure it's not. No, I think it I'm, ends and they're ready to move on to another arc. Yeah, I'm caught the up with manga. Is going, the webcomic's still going on, I believe. Uh, the manga's decently behind that from what I understand. And then the anime good. is like nowhere. I, I'm pretty sure the next arc that they would have to adapt is longer than like everything that came before it. Yeah, yeah, like the whole like monster and guard. So stuff. I don't know how they would they would have to have a, a multiple season thing if they wanted to get through the entire arc, or else they have or to a two core part way through. I don't even know if a two core is enough. There's so much. Yeah, oh. yeah, but there's definitely like a split that they could make. Where instead of fighting, like, cause doesn't it go from the monster organization, I forget what it's called, to just Garo? Um, monster Association pops up, and Garo pops up wanting to fight strong heroes, and then you kind of jump between Monster Association stuff and Garo stuff, and it's kind of, like, intertwined. But I can see where there can be breaks in seasons and stuff. It would It would still kind of be a damper to cut it off in the middle of all that, though. Yeah, I, I guess. But, I mean, it would be nice just to see it adapted, and yeah. I'm it, hoping they do it just now. And it wasn't season two. Mappa was uh, season two really bad or something? There's a rumor of Mappa doing season three, but I, I get the feeling it's more wishful thinking than anything substantial. Yeah, season two really did not look great, unfortunately. It's not that season two even looked bad. It was... So... I had, originally I watched season one, and then 
I, I started reading from there, I believe. And then I watched season two after that came out. So I, I'm pretty sure I'd read it first. And then when I when I was watching it, I was like, oh, this is just kind of a fairly direct adaptation of the manga. So nothing like special, not particularly bad either. It's just that season one had elevated the material like beyond what the manga was. They did an amazing job. They, they took it, they ran with it. And it was so good. And then season two was just kind of almost one to one, and like, okay, here's the manga, but now it's on TV. Woohoo! Yeah. Or maybe not woohoo. I mean, you know who had a really good first season and then came out with a really good second season, though. Oh, Josh, why don't you take it away at about Vinland Saga? Oh yeah, I was oh. about to actually do that too, because season two is being done by Mappa. I thought you were about to talk about the four fanboys of anime. Uh... Yeah, Mappa or No, we so gotta get the live-action movie before we get the anime uh, for four fanboys. Yeah. Well, anyway, Vidland Saga, for people who don't know, is a Viking anime, and it's so good. The fights, the character progression, the writing, all of it is so good. It's uh, slightly based off of true people who lived. Like, you ever heard of Leif Erikson Day, like from Spongebob, which is a real holiday? That's what he said. Leif Erikson is an actual character in the anime. And I it, can't believe they made that one scene from Spongebob like a whole anime. Yeah, I know. Uh, the anime follows a boy named Thorfinn or Torfin or something. I think it's Thorfinn. Thorfinn, yeah. Who he, His dad was a Viking, but he practiced non-violence. Uh, he, and, like, eventually, like, uh, they get forced into war by the Danish king. So uh, the father, they go off, then they get ambushed by another group of Vikings and... Sadly, the father dies, and is a little spoiler for episode one, but that's the only way to explain what the season's about. I knew it. That's what happened. I yeah. saw the first episode. Then Thorfinn tries, like, dedicates his life to vengeance by trying to kill the a Viking who killed his dad. Oh my god, he's the he's Sasuke the Viking. Yeah, basically. I was thinking more uh, Eren Yeager the Viking. Yeah. Because isn't this whole thing against Titans that one killed his mom? Yeah. And then he goes on like a rampage against Titans. And then the ending just like ruins the whole series. Does. Well, you mean, uh, wait, the ending that's going to be in Attack on Titan, the final season, the final chapter, part one? The movie. <laughs> it's I, Why are they breaking up the final season it's into just, so many different when parts? When I heard the final season, I thought, okay, that's it. After this, it's over. But now and just... then they did the final season part two, and I was like, okay. They're going to end it here. Then when it was looking like they weren't going to end it there, people were like, okay, maybe they're going for a movie finale. Nope. Final season, final chapter. We're moving towards having most of the series as final season compared to the rest of it. Why not just call it Attack on Titan outside the walls or something? Yeah. Honestly, if I think it's poor planning. I remember, I think final season came out right around when the manga was ending. So maybe they didn't think it was going on as long or they would be able to wrap it up faster. Or maybe someone was like, hey, why should we let this die? Just like keep going. I don't know. Money. And that's why I'm really afraid that there's going to be more Attack on Titan manga, despite the fact that it ended pretty, like, with a final ending. Yeah. <laughs> but there's somehow going to be a way where they bring it back. Like, I have no idea how they'll the be money. able to do a continuation. I know there's already, like, side story mangas about, like, certain characters and stuff. And I think there's, like, stuff that happens before, like, the series and before the characters. So, I don't know. They'll probably do something like that if oh. they want to continue it. Oh, and so I don't see where they'll make a sequel at all. 
very easily. They'll skip forward a thousand years. Titans They'll have back. things repeat itself. The main character will then go back in time and hang out with Aaron Yeager, who will change the past. And then we, right like on. a snap, Aaron Yeager is still alive. The time travel stuff in Attack on Titan, we, I felt like was really bad to put, include into it. My well, opinion. What's, what's the first episode of the reboot going to be? To you, 1,000 years from now again? <laughs> yes. yes. I think that's roughly what the first episode was called, right? Yeah, something like that. Also, uh, one anime that did premiere this season I want to talk about, Near Automata version 1.A or something? I don't know. For some reason, whenever they do a spinoff of Near stuff, they put, like, numbers. It looks really good, but I haven't watched it yet. It, it's it, definitely on my list. It was put on... I. A hiatus indefinitely. After Already? like the second oh ep- second or third goodness. episode, like, there's only three episodes. Yeah. Oh, it's getting it's getting that Oji-san treatment, huh? Isekai it's Oji-san. Because in Japan, some stuff is going on. I don't know if we could say it. It's the c word that YouTube doesn't like. I don't know if they still don't like it. Well, whatever. So anyway. that, that's unfortunate. It's not the first anime that's been put yeah. on hiatus. But I do after only three episodes. I do want to talk about that the anime is beautifully animated. They use music from the video game and works really well. They even included some side stories from, I think, like a manga spinoff or, or a novel or something. And it's just really done the characterization. It's all, like, really I've heard well done. people saying that to enjoy it fully, you probably would have wanted to play the game. Yes. Do you have to do so all the roots? More. Uh... You don't. Most of the roots are joke roots anyway. Okay. It's just playing through the story multiple times to get all the actual endings. By the way, if you ever do play Nier Automata, you after you beat the final boss, it's a really, it feels like a really short game because you're supposed to play again. Then it actually changes through, I think, up to the third playthrough, I think. How much is different per playthrough, though? Second one, kind of different. Third one, very different. Okay, cool. Like the third, they even kind of when you start third playthrough, I think they even give a different title because it does kind of feel like a sequel. That's really cool, actually. Yeah, I want to play it one day. I just haven't gotten around to it, and then I guess hopefully by the time I play it, the anime will be done. So speaking of upcoming anime, Invincible season two coming out late twenty twenty three, which is this year. Oh, I saw. So that means we'll probably see it. Midway through 2024. Yes. No, I think Amazon's normally pretty good at releasing their animated series when they say they are. It's a joke, by the way. Invincible is an anime. I mean, it depends. In in Japan, all all animated stuff is anime. Ah, yeah. It does. I'm like, I'm very excited for. uh, Even if it's off topic, I am really excited for Invincible season two. Me too. Me, two times two. Me four fanboys. Ha. Like, season one was so good. Really was. It was, and then I can't wait for them to adapt certain things. I know they changed stuff from the comic, but it wasn't typically for the worse, right? Yeah. No, it was either the same or elevated it a little bit. Some of the stuff was a little iffy, but I was able to, like, get past Um, it. Amber in the comics didn't really have a personality. They kind of just made her annoying, but it's whatever. Um, something they changed that wasn't really a big thing is the whole thing. Remember you met that rock guy in like season one? I forget. Rock guy. Uh, who fought the auto-tune villain. Auto-tune villain. I don't know. The robot head who like spoke like this. I think I might know what you're talking about. 
maybe. Uh, he, he's a villain, but he asked for Invincible's help. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Stone or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that took place after season one. But since they put it before season one, they, they did do a little different things. And they did sort of add on more to it. Uh, the Stone guy, he didn't have as much uh, screen time in the comic, I was going to say manga, than in the show. Yeah, but they used that as a lesson for Grayson. Yeah. So, like, it was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. And you got to see Omni-Man honestly, like, staring at Invincible while he's, like, fighting Battle Beast. And oh, I, I can't wait for them to bring back Battle Beast. Uh, now, maybe they did that so they could have, like, the interaction between Mark and his dad during that thing. And maybe they're teasing him because they're having him play a bigger part in the next season or something. Yeah. And then it also showed their difference in philosophy where Omni-Man would have never done what Mark Grayson did. But him doing that is why he's invincible. You know, yes. it makes him a hero. Did you say he's invincible? <sighs> Title screen. And uh, they did not show... Omni-Man on the Flaxian homeworld. Oh, but that was one of the coolest things. It was, but he just disappeared, and then he's like, Mom, Mom, Dad got abducted by aliens. And she's like, eh, it's okay. He'll be back. And then, and then like, a few days later, he comes back. He has a really long beard, and, and then he's just like, I teamed up with the Resistance to topple the government. And it's like, okay, have well, some dinner. Well, that's lame. Come on, J.K. Simmons. Earth is not yours to conquer. Yeah, Come on. That was that was really cool. Was I'm glad so they put good. that in. Also, I think the alien invasion wasn't really they didn't show as much in the comic book. Uh they did not. And funny thing, the alien invasion it always took place in like some empty field or like something. Like it was never in the city, which was kind of funny. I mean the show did have to rely on Reusing. CG sometimes yeah. too, and it didn't look great. I, I, I don't that's the one thing I don't... I don't hate it, but I don't really like the animation Invincible. It feels a little on the cheap side. The t- season 2 teaser, I felt, looked really cheap. I mean, it's just a teaser, so it's fine. Yep. Whatever. Oh, I was hoping they would use the hype that they developed of season 1 to make season 2 better. Well, it's not footage from season 2. It's literally just uh, Mark and Spoiler Guy uh, eating in a burger restaurant. To be honest, I don't even think that scene was in the comic. I think they just animated that solely for the teaser. Yeah, um, they, they, they broke the fourth wall in it. I didn't watch it. But oh, yeah, no. It, it literally is just something that was uh, animated and directed solely to be a teaser. Also, uh, according to teaser, Mark uh, it creates the entire show by himself. He does all the animation. He does all the voice work. Wait, he was talking. All the keyframes. He, he creates the show. As if yeah. He, that's cool. I got to watch that. It, it was it was funny. It was nice. That's one thing they're also missing that I think is actually better in the comic book is that they did have funny fourth wall breaks in the comic. Uh, Invincible was a fan of a comic series called uh, Science Dog, and he'd uh, go up to and the comic writer of it would have like a uh, s- book signing, so he'd go to get his comic book signed, and then uh, he's talking about him how it's like to make comic books, and he says, "Well, one thing I like to do is." Re- Repeat the frame three times without any dialogue to really emphasize the moment, and then Mark kind of just looks at him with like this face, like "What are you talking about?" Three times with no dialogue, and goes, "Don't you think? That, don't you think it's kind of lazy?" And then the comic book writer looks at him like with his mouth open, like kind of like perplexed for like three frames with no dialogue, and goes, "No." <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Oh, yeah. yeah but so how would they translate that to the animation? That is interesting. I guess you can. I don't know, cause like you would have to maybe change the joke even. Yeah, it would, it would have to be changed, but I think it could still be done. It could probably be like the you'd joke have to... of 
Wow, aren't anime camera angles weird? And then they, like, yeah. do something weird with the camera. Or repeating the same scene so they don't have to draw a different one. And it's or, just back and forth. Them yeah, talking, it'd have but... to be the animated adaptation of, like, Science Dog. But I think they call it Seance Dog in, like, the show. And he'd have to meet, like, maybe a, an animator on the show. And then he has to say, like, oh, what's it like to be an animator on a show? Well, I like to reuse the same scene for emphasis. And then... He, He's just standing there, not moving, no animation on the screen for a few seconds. Don't you think that's lazy? And then, of course, the same thing. I uh, think that'd be fun. It yeah. would be. I don't know if it translates as well. They might just drop yeah. it. Yeah. Which is they already did drop it. I think it already happened, on, like in the in the timeline of the comic. Uh. And uh, they, there is another one later on that I kind of hope they keep because it could translate really well. <laughs> but I won't say because it it's a spoiler. But okay. once you see it, hopefully they they bring it in. Oh. By the way, how you mentioned they dropped uh, fourth wall jokes. Fun fact: My Hero Academia in the manga has some fourth wall jokes that they broke that they dropped. All right, don't don't spoil anything. Too it was much. all very early on. Like in, oh, okay, that's fine. In then. like the very first um, chapter, I know Bakugo would call side characters literally call them side characters as like insults. They did I think actually did that keep, for a little while. In it, the yeah, anime. they keep that in the anime. They just dropped it in the English dub for oh. some reason, but. And, one thing they did was All Might, how his art style is different from everyone else. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, when he first introduced himself to Class A, I think it was the lightning guy who said, like, wow, he's in a different art style. Yeah. That's so you know he's really strong. And they introduced one person, which I know, Zach, you already met him, who his ability is to make uh, comic book, you know, sound effects uh, become real. Yeah, he's in the anime already. I think in the anime, they dropped a joke where I think the sugar guy, he said, like, wait, how are they going to translate this for uh, foreigners? And one the other characters say, that's not our problem. That's yeah, amazing. I think I do I remember that. that one. I love that so much. Was that in the anime? I, I, I don't know. If, well, I mean, I started reading the manga before that point, I think. So either I've seen that, like, in the manga, or maybe I just saw picture of it somewhere i'm not really 100% sure but i definitely remember hearing that so um, when did uh eminence and shadow come out since we're talking to, i guess about 2022 anime yeah that was 2022 i've that literally is... never heard of that before okay so you guys know isekai anime right yes oh, what if you took all of the tropes in those that made them like a cringe fest that you could sleep through and turned it into one of the greatest parody anime of all time, while also being good when it's taking itself seriously at the same time. It's the best isekai parody, while also just being a straight-up good show. Yeah, The so the premise of it, this guy... So, you know, typical isekai, they get reincarnated and they are overpowered. Um, so, you know, it's, it's still following that formula. But the this guy has had delusions of grandeur his whole life. Grandeur, very fancy. <laughs> um, he's always wanted to be the leader of a, a secret organization that fights against enemies in the shadows and whatnot. Uh, so when he gets reincarnated, he just kind of he doesn't really know what's going on at first, and he just kind of I don't know. He 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 makes things up that he was like, yeah, this is what's happening, guys. Yeah, he just, yeah, he literally would just say things kind of as an offhanded, almost like he's making a joke or something. I, th I think it almost comes off that way that he's trying to make jokes. Like somebody asks him a question and he's like, yeah, that was the 
the the cult of Diablos. You know those. Yeah. You know. You know. Ooh. He like um, looks at a book and gets it off the title of a book and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he'll literally just make stuff up. But the the premise here is that everything he makes up is actually true. It's <sighs> not like he turns it into real. It's that everything he says was always true, and he just somehow makes up the truth every time oh it's like oh like that was done by the people of looks at book the cult of dr seuss and then you just see a bunch of weird cultists dressed like the grinch with hats from cat in the hat is that something that actually happens in the series not not dr seuss there is the cult of diabolos or like he gets lost but magically somehow despite getting lost is exactly where he needed to be Uh. for everything to go perfect uh he'll like ignore people and make mistakes and then it turns out that ignoring people making mistakes or responding to something else was exactly what the person needed to happen to them at that time it's just it's so good yeah so again you're taking the overpowered protagonist and he is still overpowered but he's pretending to be a normal person he wants to be a background character but then at night he he becomes the eminence and shadow who you know fights against the again once again the the powers and the darkness and whatnot uh but he doesn't want anyone to know that it's him and all that junk but at the same time he thinks he's just playing that role i i believe he thinks he's just kind of beating up bandits and goons while acting like he's a cool dude beating up evil organizations but they are evil organizations the whole time not realizing that he himself started this whole like worldwide network of people Wow. Yeah, like he actually starts up an entire organization. I, I think they call himself Shadow House or whatever. Like he he rescues Shadow Garden. Like the at the very beginning, he rescues this one person by somehow like curing their horrific curse, and they're like, "Oh wow, that's cool!" And he's like, "Yeah, you had uh, hero blood. Yeah, he had hero's blood, and and that." there was a curse that made you transform into this horrible monster and I, I fixed it. And that's the truth. That's what happened. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he just made it up. And it's just, it's, I don't know. It's its probably not the best the way I'm explaining this. But when you're watching it, it's, just go it's watch really it. funny. It's perfect. Okay. I feel like I've watched the show already. What was you the know, name you of should, it? Uh, the Eminence and Shadow. The Eminence and Shadow. Eminence and Shadow. Got it. Eminence and Shadow. Got it. It's just funny to see him approaching these situations, and at first he'll be, what would a side character do here? I have to act like, you know, just generic background character B and and do whatever. And then he has to go along with that until he, again, he'll literally wait until night falls sometimes, and then he'll do his whole Shadow and Eminence thing. <laughs> And he'll be pointing out the tropes as the, like, not in a bad way necessarily, because he he knows he's reincarnated, and he knows like the tropes of it, and he kind of points out, okay, so this is that kind of trope, that's that kind of trope, so I'm gonna like do this, whatever, and he'll, he he'll be like excited. An he'd be like, oh my god, this is one of those tropes, yes. <laughs> um, it. It just plays really well. At least at the beginning, I, I feel like they start taking it a little more seriously as it goes on. But I've been but, enjoying it so far. Like, even when they do start taking it seriously, it's just done really well. And it does become a little unclear exactly how aware he is of how legitimate all this stuff is. 
Because it gets to the point where it's... You're like, he can't be so ignorant that he doesn't understand there's something going on here. Because he's, like, really in the thick of things. Yeah. And there's, like, crazy stuff happening. And it's like, you can't just think this is normal and you're just kind of coming across random stuff happening. Because that's how it is at first. Where he, again, he's he, like, fights this, like, difficult enemy who's, well, not difficult for him. It's the, you know, he's like a, a really strong guy, but because he's so overpowered, it seems weak to him. And he's like, oh, it's just some bandit guy or something. When he was like a, one of the leaders of the cult of Diablos or something. Yeah. Uh, but no, again, as, as it goes on, it becomes difficult to tell like how much he really knows. Yes. I'm sure we'll find that eventually. Because he thinks, he thinks his organization it's just a bunch of people playing a- along with his fantasies. Really? <laughs> he doesn't think, like, it's an actual cult or anything? No, he thinks that it's just all of his childhood friends all kind of making him feel like, you know, he still wanted to hang out with them despite the fact oh. that they've all moved on with their lives to greater things, except they haven't all moved on to their lives to greater things. They're just keeping his organization afloat. Wow. That yeah. actually does sound pretty cool. So, Kyle, so what was the Kyle, last anime you watched? It's me. The last anime that I watched? That's a good question. What was the last anime I watched? Was it Detective Conan? Maybe. ReZero? No. Well, ReZero was good, though. Might have more, Season 3 went. More. It was a while ago, man. I haven't watched an anime. Was it JoJo? No. You didn't watch JoJo Part 6 yet? No, I don't have Netflix. Oh, I didn't watch it either, and I have Netflix. <laughs> what do you have? I have Amazon Prime. They have nothing. They have Vinland Saga. And yeah. I think they have Lupin the Third. Yeah, they do have Lupin the Third. Yeah. But oh, they they've got everything, really. Yeah. But do they have Lupin the Second or Lupin the First? Yes. They have Digimon Adventure Try free with ads. Oh wow. Gotta take out a, a look see. It is getting a little like annoying with the different streaming services. It is yeah. because when Funimation merged into Crunchyroll, it was it was like, yay! Finally, I can narrow down my subscriptions <laughs> a little bit, and then High Dive stepped in and started taking up seasonal anime. So now there's another service <laughs> that you need anyway. Hey, they're a dollar cheaper than Funimation was at the time, I think. Wow! And they're <laughs> starting to get good. Uh, what are they called? Exclusives. exclusives, yeah. Uh, They're getting TV good exclusives shows. every They season. don't only have exclusives, but I think most of the shows you would want to watch are their exclusives. They don't like they don't have nearly as comprehensive a library as you would see on Crunchyroll. They have a lot of older stuff though, it looked like. That was pretty cool. Do they have the uh greatest classic anime known to man, Cory in the house? Probably not. Ah. <sighs> Oh, and now especially with anime with streaming services, because now Disney Plus are trying to show some because now anime is actually becoming popular. Yeah, they got a new season of one of the, like a random anime, right? What was that? Bleach, Thousand Year War. Was that the one? Yeah. Yeah, but it's just not in the United States. It's everywhere else in oh. the United States. It's on Hulu, I think. Oh, which is such a bummer. It's owned by Disney. Wait, how do they? How do they own that? Disney own owns Hulu and ESPN. That's why it's all bundled together. Yeah, but doesn't, oh. don't they I have the rights to that. stream the new Bleach season? Doesn't Disney have? Yeah, Disney has the rights yeah. for it, but what they decided to do, I'm pretty sure, is internationally they put Bleach 
on Disney Plus, but domestically in the United States, they put it on Hulu. They're probably doing that to up the views for the American Who's version. America Hulu? only, I believe. Anyway, that's probably why. Oh, is I'd it? I'd rather have it on Disney Plus so we don't have to deal with the ads on Hulu. Oh, but they added a new uh, plan for Disney where you can pay less and have ads. Oh. And then by doing that, they also increase the price for Disney Plus without ads no. by like quite a bit of money. Oh, it's becoming like Netflix when they started. They, they just bad. changed the subscription model from, of Disney Plus to match Hulu instead of changing Hulu to match Disney Plus so they can make more money. It's very sad. Yeah. This is like cable with extra steps. <laughs> it really is. Except you're not paying for one to have access to all the channels. You have to pay for different blocks individually, which is, I think, how cable used to be. Yeah, cable. See, cable used to not have any ads because you're paying for it, but then they realized if we put in ads while they're paying for it, we'll make even more money. <sighs> yeah. It's time to start you over would again. Still, you would still be able to buy cable packages with extra channels, and there's also like pay-per-view and whatnot. So it's not completely different. All right, guys. I think streaming services, it's, it's their time to go. We got to figure out a new way to watch stuff. Yeah, Hard when me. everything that you wanted to watch was just on Netflix, those were good times. But like, I miss when it was it was either on Netflix or it was on Hulu, and you could watch everything. I'm going to say it, putting like 500 different streaming services, which each one only having like three or four shows worth watching, it's going to kill like most of these services. It's gonna, already, that's already what it's at. They're going to have to start combining or just die off. Those are the only <laughs> two gonna options. It's going to go full like a circle and it's just going to become cable yeah. you buy like one thing and you just get a bunch of uh subscription services they all have ads <laughs> that's gonna happen well i think that's what hulu tried to do is you pay a base price for hulu and then they're like okay but we also have hbo max we have this streaming service that streaming service you can all watch showtime all watch them through hulu for paying an additional fee every month i don't know if they're still doing that but at some point hulu did try to turn themselves into cable yeah, and they're just getting ridiculous with the sheer number of the services. Like, yeah. rather than subscribing to Paramount Plus, I'd rather, I don't know, rent a movie for $4 or something. Or buy a sandwich. Buy a sandwich? <laughs> mm. Oh, I do want a good sandwich. Just saying, no one makes you stop eating your sandwich to watch ads. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the restaurant where it's free to eat, but after you take a few bites, they force you to stop eating and make you watch an ad. <laughs> Or what about the opposite? What about those uh, when they start running ads with uh, vision detection on your TV so they know if you're not watching the TV? Please and if you're not looking at verification it. Can. <laughs> no, Sony, I think I think it's Sony, literally has a patent for something where you would have to like stand up, put your arms up, and say, say something to get it to proceed past the ad. And I think in the example they used, it was McDonald's. Like you stand up, put your arms up, and say McDonald's, and then they end the ad. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> that's the that's literally the Mountain Dew verification chain green tab. Yeah, it's, it's that's just not, so dumb. It's like great. they haven't acted on the. Nobody's yet. watching your ads. Let's make them I say try to McDonald's. Play a game. My mom walks in. User is trying to steal content. Please drink verification <laughs> game. <laughs> oh no. Oh, it's like how uh, Netflix. I saw like a meme where it's it showed a. A screenshot, an old tweet where it's saying, like, true love is sharing your Netflix password. Then it's like, oh, how you change Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Can we go back to the good old days where we only had Netflix, and if I was getting up and making a silly pose, it was because I was playing the Connect Adventures game? 
Yeah. And I mean, how are you even going to charge people for multiple screens and then expect only the person paying for it to watch it? I can't watch multiple screens at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. How I say with my triple monitor <laughs> setup. <laughs> yeah, but like, how like the cheapest price? How many screens do you get? Like three. One. I don't really know. One. Okay. Yeah, it's it's probably it's starts with one. Yeah, probably. But I'm thinking like the most you could have is three. Your TV, your PC, and your phone. Well, no, because you'll have it on one TV upstairs and one TV oh, yeah. downstairs. So you have to pay extra money to not like walk up or down the stairs. So what does the extra or if you have multiple people in the house? True. So what does the extra screen mean? Is that hey, you can't watch at the same time as other? If you watch, if you have the first base price, only one screen can play Netflix at a time. Each additional price point is an additional screen that can watch simultaneously. However, they only want it being watched in the household, which means that if, but if you know one person on their phone, one person's in the bedroom TV, living room TV, that's fine. But the person with their phone, if they leave, Netflix doesn't want you watching so on what the phone anymore. So do they know if you're watching it outside your house? They're, I, mean, I think they they're trying see. to crack down on it because they can see where you're watching from. And yeah, they can track do they just like cut off your stream if you're watching outside your house? I don't know if they're doing that yet, but I know that they're making plans to see, do something like that. See, I think like buying that. a subscription service, that should be it. You pay like whatever, like, what is it now, 10 bucks or something stupid? Wasn't it like 7 bucks at one point? Or Yeah, I don't know what it, it is. Depends. I think, it can vary quite a bit depending on the I think once you pay whatever, that's it. That's yours. You can have as many screens, you, screens as you want. You can share it with as many people as you want. You bought it. There you go. Watch it wherever. And the well, dumb thing, how they're trying to keep you in your house. What if, say, you're out somewhere on your phone while I'm watching Netflix? Are they just going to be like, oh, that person is trying to help someone steal it, cut off his subscription? Clearly, you can't have one person subscribe to Netflix and make their username and password public, and then everybody in the country uses that account <laughs> or something like that. That's what they're there, there does need to be a limit, but I, you should be able to at least use the number of screens you're paying for. Yeah. Um, the only thing is, though, nobody does that. It's like, who cares if they share a password with a friend or two? It's like... But that, I don't know. That's kind of funny. Like, one person in the world just buys Netflix. Everyone uses their password. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, well, since this is the anime episode... Has any of you watched Ch Tomo Chan is a Girl? No. No, that just started, that right? That sounds weird. It's a rom com anime about a girl who is a tomboy and she tries to confess the feeling to her childhood friend, but her friend can only see her as a guy. Like, it starts off with her, like, oh, I love you. And then she, he literally says, I love you too, bro. A true Oof. bromance, I guess. In fact, apparently, according to. Uh, according to the show, he did not know she was a girl until like late middle school. Okay, but now who has a better bromance, them or uh, bomb? What is it, Bombshell Knockout? Reincarnated as a fantasy knockout? Oh gosh, yeah, we watch way too many. I sent guy. That's yeah, it's another isekai where um, right, isekai. Sorry, Mary Sue get, character. Well, it's not. They're not reincarnated. They get teleported to another world Ooh, and they have original Ooh. whatever whatever wish they had at the time that they were transported like the goddess grants for them uh so one of them just wanted to get his friend home so he has the power to summon his apartment at will <laughs> his friend was really drunk and he was like oh, I, have, I have no luck with with the woman i wish i were a woman instead and then he becomes a woman <laughs> and they have to try not to kiss yeah. Wow, that's weird. Because the goddess like cursed them. It's like uh, you with, guys like, are with, like, gonna fall in love if you don't 
beat the Demon King in time. No, I, wasn't wasn't the whole thing that they assumed the goddess cursed them for that, but they actually just liked each other? No, I think the goddess did curse them. Did she? I don't know. Anyway, we all know the best isekai. I know you're going to tell me it's not isekai. Dr. Stone. I mean... I mean if Inuyasha is an isekai where they go back in time... Dr. Stone can be an isekai when they go forward in time. You guys have told me that's not an isekai and it doesn't count before. So don't don't try and like act all like I think now. I think I've changed my opinion since then. <laughs> Are you it's sure you're just not, not trying to make Kyle look bad? It's not technically an isekai, but it's functionally very similar. Yes. It it, it basically is. Because they're not even really finding or using old technology or anything he pretty much uses the knowledge he has to make new like you know make new things and then he he finds more of the people and like unpetrifies them yeah which is just like equivalent to more people being transported to another kind of so functionally it works more like an isekai See, there's my point. So what I'm hearing is Isekai are the best anime ever and we should all watch nothing no. but Isekais. Like they're but. still on Earth, but it's not really recognizable as yes, Earth. That's, it's that's completely it. that's what I'm overgrown. Saying. There's it's no buildings or anything. Technically the same physical place, but it's so different, it's unrecognizable. Well yeah, same with uh, Inuyasha. So I have a question. Does that make Plant of the Apes an Isekai? I mean That's the whole plot twist at the end of the movie, is that he, he thought he was on a different planet ruled by apes, but at the end of the movie, he finds the Statue of Liberty, and he's like, no! Oh, well, we just spoiled the movie. Up. Yeah, we spoiled a movie from, like, the 80s. Good job. Well, that's referenced... The ending's referenced in, like, a million things anyway, so... Also, is uh, uh, Alice in Wonderland, is that a Senkai? Um... Did, did it all happen, or was it in her head? I forget. It's ambiguous, I think, at the end. So or maybe potentially? it does all happen. Potentially it's an isekai? Or maybe I was thinking Wizard of Oz. No, Wizard of Oz... I think does happen, because when she wakes up, isn't she still wearing the ruby slippers or whatever? I have no idea. I think it does happen, because don't they have a sequel named Wicked and a prequel movie? No, Wicked was the prequel. Oh. Slash concurrent story? Of... But there was also another prequel about how the wizard became the wizard. Yeah, Wicked was how the Wicked Witch became the Wicked Witch. But so was the the one about the wizard. I'm pretty but sure. I think there was a sequel, too. I'm pretty sure that's Wicked, is the sequel. No, Wicked's a prequel. The Oz is, is the prequel. No, I'm pretty sure the storyline of Wicked was that it supposed to be the witch actually survived and fell through a trapdoor to save herself or Well, something. yeah, but it shows everything that happens before that, too. But so does Oz. Oz is about everything that happens before. It even shows the Wicked Witch becoming the Wicked Witch. Yeah, Wicked is also about the Wicked Witch well, becoming the I, Wicked I Witch. Think, I think I the know, Oz and is it shows supposed the, to be the background. a prequel prequel while, uh, while Wicked takes place after that. You like, know what? Wicked is... Viewers, it, it's... If you know the answer to this, let us know. But I'm pretty sure Wicked is a prequel for the first half or the first however much that also turns into a concurrent story where it shows what's going on while... Dorothy. The Wizard of Oz is also going on. Oz takes place years before The Wizard of Oz. While Wicked, I think, takes place a little before, during, and a little after, right? Yeah, it shows the origin of the, the Scarecrow. It shows witch school. It, It's all that stuff. It was I saw it on Broadway. I never read it. It was a really good play, though. Speaking of Broadway plays that have nothing to do with anime, uh, 
they had a uh, Spider-Man play that they only played for a little bit and then never showed it again. Me and Josh saw it. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it too. It was pretty interesting. Uh, we got seats where we get to see him run off like the balcony and start web swinging. Uh, all the costumes were like based off like the Raimi movie versions. I think the villain was a uh, Green Goblin, and he was dressed like the William Dafoe Green Goblin. Wasn't the villain a uh, original character? Uh, there was an original character villain. I think Green Goblin first was doing stuff, and then it was some like evil like spider lady who had like dimensional powers. She resurrected all Spider-Man's enemies because apparently yeah. in the musical Spider-Man kills all his enemies. This is, that sounds this about is right. the opposite of anime. <laughs> yeah, we're talking live action. Live action on, American. Stuff. Oh, you know they actually do live action plays live of action anime American in Japan. Oh, I just found out a couple days ago that there was a live action stage play for Digimon. What? Oh, really? Digimon Adventure Try. Broadway? It was like Digimon Adventure Try, the great adventure that happened on August first or something like that, where they had puppets for. Uh, the Digimon. They did one for My Hero Academia. I saw a poster. Everyone looked really good. Seth Mineta because he was an actual <laughs> He's a height. grown man. Yeah, he's a grown man. <laughs> That's Dressed not good. In, like, Maybe they just should have not yeah, with the, at all. with the weird diaper thing and all the like weird purple ball hair. Ooh, did any of you ever see the live action Pokemon stage play? No. That was really, really wacky. I remember seeing it as a kid and it made me think Mew 3 was real. <laughs> Was that the plot, Mew 3? They, there was like a robot Mewtwo or something like that. And the real Mewtwo has to uh, come and save the day to stop the robot Mewtwo. Um, turns out Ash's mom dated Giovanni when she was younger. Oh, so There was a whole bunch Ash's of weird dad. stuff. <laughs> I don't remember if that, don't that was implied or not. So is Giovanni secretly Ash's dad? I just asked ask that. Oh. You know, that's a really good question that I've never heard before, Josh. You know, I have to look into that because I'm really not sure. Uh, but yeah, anime stage plays pretty good most of the time. I never seen one because I never. I can't wait for the uh, four fanboys anime stage play. Me too. It's gonna be a Broadway hit. So we're gonna get a movie, and then from the movie we're getting an anime, and then a, a, that anime is gonna get a live action stage play. Specifically that anime. And then we're gonna get a really bad Netflix adaptation. I'm down. Yes. Man, I wish Netflix had more anime that was, like, worth watching, though. It's rough. They are, I think Netflix is the king of taking anime that looks like it would be good and then isn't. Like, they just, they took something that had high potential and then dropped the ball in the production. And then Netflix is like, give me that. Someone could make a live-action version of Ace Attorney. That would work great in live-action since there's really no, like, high-tense action scenes. It's all with words. Objection. Yeah, just people dramatically pointing and dramatically being surprised and dramatically doing dramatic things. In Japan, uh, it got a live-action movie, and they they fill up the courtroom with people, and only the main characters from the game had, like, weird clothing. Everyone else was dressed normal and made them stick out even more because you saw prosecutor in a bright wet red suit, pure white hair, even though he's, like, 20 years old. Uh, you had Phoenix Wright with his super spiky hair and uh, bright blue uh, suit and Maya with her, you know, robes, and everyone else was wearing black suits. Man, speaking of anime characters in a non-anime environment you guys should watch recreators where they transport anime characters to the real world it's really cool uh, sounds cool and on that note uh we're almost out of time uh thank you for listening to us we're the four fanboys i'm joshua i'm nick i'm kyle and i'm zach and a question to everyone uh it uh what's your favorite anime and 
uh, which one is the real prequel, Wicked or Oz? And don't forget to subscribe to us on YouTube, find us on Spotify, on Apple, on Google, and follow us on Twitter, and see you next week.